Welcome to Words Take the Sports Show. I am your host, Triune. Fellas, introduce yourselves. What up? It's your boy, Doughboy. New nickname alert, Dominique Wilkins, because I got that tomahawk flow. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. I'm the light-skinned superhero around here. My name is EQ. Together we come together, create Voltron, and this is the Worst Take Sports Show. Let's go ahead and get it. It's yeah. going to be a good episode. If you've not seen Worst Take before, um, we cover all the sports topics that are hot in your news ticker, but um, we don't have the red tape of networks and advertisers and all the bullshit. So we said what we want, how we want, when we want, and we get to it. So um, yeah, I have a couple of public service announcements. If you're watching okay, the Worst Take page, then I just need you to smash the subscribe button. I need you to leave a comment. I need you oh. to hit the thumbs up. And I need you to hit the notification bell so you can be alerted when these new episodes drop. If you're watching this on the I Am Doughboy TV channel, hello. there will be a link in the description where you can subscribe to the Worst Take channel. And why do you want to do that? You want to do that because this is going to be a limited run. We have a certain milestone that we'd like to hit, and then we're going to be shifting everything over to the Worst Take page. So subscribe over there so you don't have to do it in the future. Let's get into Back. our time. All yeah, right. Yeah. So Jalen Suggs hit a game winner in the Ooh. final four against UCLA with only three seconds left on the shot clock. Um, was this the best college buzzer beater of all time? Um, where do you rank it all time? Um, and is Skip Bayless hating for calling it luck? EQ, we'll start with you. Um, it's It was definitely amazing to watch. I was watching it live, so... Um, that it was great. Uh, I've seen all of the videos now of the people who bet money on UCLA, like going from the happiest place to the saddest place in like a matter of moments. Um, and those have been quite entertaining. Uh, I don't, I still don't think I put it up as the best of all time. You know, I mean, there's really? no man. Cause there's, there's other shots that had bigger implications. I think because of when they took place shots that happened in the national championship game, um, it's just hard for me, no disrespect to the shot, but um, it, it just, it's hard for me to put that shot over shots like game winners in the actual national championship game. I always go back to like Christian Leitner, like, uh, you know, the, that shot, you know, um, some other shots, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, coming down for, you know, UNC in that game. I mean, there was, there's just been so many. So I don't put it up that high, but it was great. And of course, Skip Bayless is hating, bro. Skip Bayless drinks Haterade when he wakes up in the morning before he drinks water. This man has a tap in his house of Haterade that just he put, yeah. he gets his ice cubes and and sips Haterade all the time. So you know, uh, it was great. You know, props to Gonzaga. They're still undefeated. They got a chance here to to do the unthinkable, and we'll see what happens tonight. Game is tonight, man. Six o'clock. Let's go. Go, boy. I, I would list, uh, first off, piggyback on what you just said, the last thing, which is why I would say it is the greatest uh, shot ever. So I definitely disagree with you. I, nigga, I ain't a, you know I'm not the college basketball guy. That's not my forte. I don't ever sit here and act like college sports are my thing. But nigga, Gonzaga is not a name that really be ringing bells in my memory. I don't ever rem like remember no great Gonzaga team. So the fact that they we have Gonzaga great. about to go and play for the championship is dope. And the fact that it got catapulted because of this shot, 
I definitely think like that makes it bigger because I don't, I mean, I, Gonzaga, that sound like some shit they sell at Taco Bell. Like, I don't know. It just, it sounds like some different shit. Like I didn't uh, even know it was a school. So that's my biggest thing. So I didn't even, I think this is really putting them on the map for dudes that don't really be into college basketball um, like that. And do I think that um, Skip Bayless is hating? I do because it's like, Yes, is it technically yuck luck? Yes, but nigga, this is what all athletes dream to do. This is where you begin to know that you want to be a professional athlete when you're in the basketball court at that five, four, three. This is what every every man would want to have done that at one point in his life. So don't call it luck. Just call it he was in the right place at the right time and good things happen to the man. Don't take it away from him, sucker. All right, so greatest buzzer beater of all time? Absolutely not. Not even fucking close. <laughs> not even top 10. Stop it, bro. Like, you're talking, come on, man. It's not even the greatest buzzer beater in college basketball history. I mean, no, but a lot yeah. of people talk about the Christian Leitner shot, but nobody wants to put respect on Kimba Walker's name. He That's did a that in the too. national championship game. That step That's back a fact. nasty. So it's yeah, not right. even, I don't even know if I can call it top five in college history, you know, college basketball history. But was it a great shot? Absolutely. Um, but I'll tell you why I don't rank it so high. I don't rank it so high because of the horrible defense by the UCLA Bruins. <laughs> UCLA Bruins got a, got, got a, re, a rebound and a putback and took three seconds off. They did. Like, no, they did. Like, there was, like, Jalen Suggs was still very much aware of what time was on the shot clock. He was aware uh -huh. that they still were, they were, they were within striking chance. Uh -huh. He was aware of a lot of things and still very much in the heart of the game. UCLA mm -hmm. thought they had the second overtime sewn up, and that's why they got their asses busted. Um, is Skip Bayless hating? Yeah. I mean, of course. Like, <laughs> that's what he fucking does. Like, that's Skip Bayless. Up, that's why he gets Skip paid the I was just about to say, but I don't know if I can hate on the hater because he got, he just got a new contract, 8 million a year to hate. No, that's a bad hey, hating ass nigga, bro. <laughs> 8 million a year to just hate on niggas? Just be like, hey. fuck LeBron. And, and how much is that is going to security <laughs> and let's do this? There's, there's no disrespect to the bag at all, but I mean, it just is what it is. And, it, you right. know, just because I know not a lot of, you know, not everyone watches college basketball, but though, let's put a little bit of respect on Gonzaga's name. They're always there. They're Are always they? In the, yes, they're <laughs> always in the discussion. They always, they have they're had- They're first some, rounder. They, they're first round exit. Have they ever, have they ever no, won no, the whole thing? No. Have they ever won it? No, no, but they've been, but they've been to the final four in the last like five to 10 years. They've been to the final four and elite eight multiple times. So, I mean, oh. they're, you know, they're, you know, it is definitely no a great team. Okay. I've you never know what heard it is, of no boy. What? Gonzaga is always the, the good white boy team that makes yes. it like. Yes. So they're the Utah Jazz from yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yes, yeah, but okay. but worse though because Utah make it to the finals. Gonzaga usually is a first or second round exit in the fucking tournament. No, not first. Oh, or so they're the Buffalo Bills from the nineties, like they just yes. always no, no, no. Play, but they, they make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're they're right. like they're like. Mm, they're like the like Mavericks, Oklahoma City Thunder in basketball. Okay. They're like a first round, second round team, maybe. 
Oh, but they're they, never gonna, and they always overachieve. No, but no, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They went in the last in the last seven years. They've been to the Elite Eight four times. Well, then that means that there's a problem. Why can't they get over the hump, nigga? Four times, and they went to the and they went to the Final Four in 2017. Yes, but when I'm talking about college basketball, I'm talking about college basketball before the elite players were eluding college basketball to get paid. Mm. I'm not talking because because if we're being real, right? If we're being real, okay. Lamelo Ball, Leangelo Ball. There's a couple guys in the G League now that if they had played college basketball, it would have been a different story. And as well, we're seeing with this new high school team or this high school draft class, mm -hmm. or I guess you can call them class. A lot of these guys are. Euro stepping fucking college basketball and going directly to the G League because they're getting right. $700,000 contracts. So right. I don't really categorize college basketball as college basketball in the modern day. Well, I'm talking sense. about, you know, your heyday, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 70s, yeah. 80s, right. 90s, two, you know what I mean? 2000s, that era. Anyway. Well, let me ask um, both of you guys this, because since I'm the ignorant one and we can move on over this, let me ask y'all this. Do y'all think that this is the year that they're going to win it all, finally? Yes. Yes. I so believe you think they, that they will win it. Okay. Yes. 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 I'm gonna say they're gonna lose just so I can go against you niggas. But go ahead. What's the next? All right. <laughs> Let's switch topics and move to the NFL. What is going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Mm. Um. Are they going to extend him? Are they gonna waive him? Are they going to trade him? What are they gonna do? And um, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, you think he's a Mount Rushmore quarterback? And do you see a scenario where Aaron Rodgers may not be playing playing in a Packers uniform? Doughboy. You know what Aaron Rodgers is to, to, to me in this situation? Aaron Rodgers is the dude that was messing with the chick that had a boyfriend, right? You know, he was dating her and then she ends up breaking up with the boyfriend, becomes her main boyfriend. And then years later down the road, she ends up cheating on him and then he gets surprised. This is what I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going through. The same shit that he went through with, with, with what he seen what they did to Brett Favre. He knew it was coming. He was the neck. He was like the side chick back then. He was part of that. And now in the same, and it's just so sad to see him get disrespected like this on this level. Do I feel like he's a Mount Rushmore court, a quarterback? Absolutely. You have to put him on there with Tom Brady and, and a couple of other niggas, but you have to put him in. He has to be in everybody's top four, even if he doesn't get another ring. And could he possibly leave? I think that he might, and Triune, I think he might end up in San Francisco. This is Dostradamus, the prophet, telling you that now. I think it could easily end up happening for a myriad of reasons. Well, since you brought me in, I'm going to go second, if you don't mind, you. Go ahead. I don't. Um, so I know exactly what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and I think everybody knows, including Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen this story before, as you mentioned. Right. Um, I'm going to question Mount Rushmore. Oh, if we're talking skills, right? So yeah. we've had this famous debate with basketball. You took we're the talking words right skills. out of my mouth. Kobe Bryant is in everyone's top three. But if we're talking complete greatness of a quarterback, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is top five. You wow. Or top four. Wow. Sorry, because Mount Rushmore's foreheads. Four. Everybody well, knows. I, Tom well, I don't know there. if he's top four. I don't know if I can put him ahead of Brady. I don't know if I can put him ahead of Manning. I don't know if I can put him ahead of Montana. 
I don't know if I can put him ahead of Elway. There's a few names that ring off a little bit louder for me. I, now, I don't never question Aaron Rodgers' skills, but Aaron Rodgers has had several seasons in the NFL where they have underachieved. Where they because he had fucking Mike McCarthy. I don't give a fuck what we had. We talking what we talking about reality, right? Yeah. We're not making excuses, are we? I didn't think so. So I'm, saying, so I'm just saying, I don't know if I put him, you know, Mount Rushmore. Do I see a scenario in which he leaves? Absolutely. 100%. Does he wind up in um, in San Francisco? I think that depends on who San Francisco takes in the draft. The place he, he dreamed of playing his whole life and they didn't draft. It depends where San Francisco, who San Francisco takes in the draft. And if they take who I think they're going to take, that's not happening. Go ahead, EQ. So... Okay, so I, I Triune kind of took the words out of my mouth when it comes to Mount Rushmore, and it it, it does not bring me any joy to say this, nigga. But Aaron Rodgers is not a Mount Rushmore quarterback. Y'all are bugging, um, nigga. It's 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 <laughs> skill wise, skill wise, and what he can do. He's arguably the best ever. Arguably the best ever. But he's not uh, on your Mount Rushmore. No, because when I think, and, and maybe we should clarify what the parameters are, but what I think of when I think of Mount Rushmore, it's not only great skilled players, but players who won, whose skills translated into winning. So Brady, Montana, um, El, uh, you know, Elway got two Super Bowls. Peyton Manning got two Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers only has one. I mean, it's it's hard for me to put him ahead of four four guys like that. Like to me, it's just even like Steve Young, um, Troy Aikman, like these guys, like how do I, how do I put Aaron Rodgers ahead of these guys who have multiple rings? And and it's and it's hard for me to do that. So I don't, that's just my personal take on it. Now, as far as him leaving, it, it's inevitable. He's he's gonna leave. <laughs> um, I think that this will be his last season in Green Bay. That's what I think. Reigning MVP. And, that's sad. That is. Sad. It is sad. <laughs> but but here's the deal: they're looking to restructure his deal, and the reason that they're doing that, if people are not following the money, we talked about this. Try knows that's one of my favorites. Follow the money, bro. His base salary goes from less than fifteen million dollars this year to twenty-five million a year over the next two. Worth they're taking penny. a serious cap hit, and on top of that, they all of this to try to put pieces around him. If he doesn't restructure his deal, it's because he doesn't believe that taking less money is worth giving the, the faith into his front office that would be required for them to put the pieces around him. Honestly, I know I've, I've gotten to learn how Aaron Rodgers thinks. Don't be surprised if he goes in his own division and goes to Chicago and plays for the Bears. Oh, first. shit. That I, would be. I would absolutely see that happening because hey. look at where and Brett Favre went to the Favre Vikings. He went to the Vikings in his own. That would division. be psychotic if that happened. So watch, watch it, watch it happen, bro. The, Chicago needs a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is petty. Chicago has a higher future upside going forward. If we're looking at him right now, they have more of an upside going forward if he's their quarterback. I just I I don't be surprised, bro. If you see, how, but how, let me ask y'all this though: How terrible of a franchise? How terrible run of a franchise do you have to have to have two consecutive Hall of Fame quarterbacks in their career trying to stick it to you in your own division? That's never even happened. You know what? Ever. I, 
I, I don't think the division thing has happened, but as far as quarterbacks leaving their, you know, their story franchise, that happens all the time. But, but mean, I'm just saying, but this is, but this is two consecutive quarterbacks on the same team, though. I think That's we, why. I think we look at this as success or failure based on who succeeds Aaron Rodgers. At the time when Brett Favre shipped off to the Vikings, everybody saw it as a loss for the Packers until Aaron Rodgers became Aaron Rodgers. So we're going to see what happens in the future. We don't look at that transition as a negative thing anymore because Aaron Rodgers turned out to be a Hall of Famer. Who the fuck is after Aaron Rodgers? That's the question, right? Well, you know, if, that guy. if you're a Hall of Fame quarterback and you play for a franchise that won't draft you a skills position player in the first in the first round in like five or six consecutive years, bro, it's time to get up out of there, bro. That's the fact. He needs to get up out of there. I wish he could come to San Francisco. I just don't think with this whole moving up to fucking number three, that's going to happen. All right. going to San Francisco. I might slide back from the Rams and go back. <laughs> oh, this nigga, the fair weather fan. Listen to this. Nigga, ah, I'm sorry. Guy, you got no Make loyalty. Rogers, nigga. No like, allegiance. Why are niggas watching the show? That's why. God, damn. <laughs> and within his own division, too. Not even just like some other team. Like, oh, I'm going to go root for these niggas. Nice, bro. I ain't shit as a person. Come on. Y'all got to just know that and then move forward. <laughs> All right. So look, the Brooklyn Nets are 26 and seven with James Harden and eight and nine without him. Is he more valuable to the Nets than KD EQ? No. Um, I don't care what the numbers say. No. Uh, Kevin Durant is more valuable to any team. Uh, that is my opinion. It will be that opinion. Um, you know, I, I, you know, my distaste for James Harden. I don't, I'm not falling for this smoke and mirror show that we looking at right now. Talk to me about it after the first and second round of the playoffs, after James Harden has had a chance to, to actually prove his salt there in the, in the playoffs. Again, look, I have no reason to believe that this year for the Nets won't end as it always has for every other team that had James Harden on it. Uh, I just really don't have any reason to believe that. And now it's funny because this morning, this morning, all of the reports on the radio were, oh, the big three is back. And I got like a little excited and was like, oh, okay, we get to see all of them again. No, guess what? Kevin Durant's not playing. Oh, James Harden is a game time decision. He's banged up. You know, who knows what the fuck Kyrie has got going on. And on, on top of that, like, I'm just supposed to have blind faith that all this is going to put itself together. Dude, I just, I don't see it. Uh, Kevin Durant is the best player on that team, and therefore he is the most valuable. That is how I feel. It's going to stay that way. Oh, boy. Couldn't disagree with you more, my light-skinned brother. Um, no, I absolutely believe that James Harden is way more valuable than KD, and I'm starting to lose faith in KD as being, like, one of the top five players because this is now – let me let me say what I'm saying so you can understand what I'm saying. Now, does he have the skill set to just as, – as a physically skilled basketball player, skills, just like you were talking about with Aaron Rodgers. Is he that? I do believe so. But there – and I know we're going to talk about this in a second. There's something about his mental makeup that I just don't trust anymore. Like, seeing him get into it with people, like, I just feel like – and he never wins by himself. The only time he won was when he went and got with some winners. I feel like he's going to be the detriment to them and they're going to be the reason why they don't win. So I feel like James, James Harden, Harden is won much – either. I feel like James Harden is much mentally tougher than, 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 than Kevin Durant. And so that's what I feel like the thing is. So that's the situation that I feel Ooh, like he's way more valuable. 
time, and so James Harden is absolutely not more valuable than Kevin Durant. Y'all are bragging, bro. <laughs> Y'all are, KD is not who you think he is, bro. He's not. On, just based on base, like really just math based things, right? Like he's fucking seven feet tall, or he's six eleven. Um, he can handle the ball, fucking guard, and he can. But he's shoot. mentally shaky, and he might be, and he might be, he might be a top five shooter of all time. Uh, right. And he's fucking seven feet tall. So just by that alone, skill wise, he makes himself more valuable than James Harden. And he doesn't need the ball to get it like that. He can, you know, he's, he's way more efficient than James Harden from every fucking place you can shoot on the floor, free throw, two point, three point fucking half court everywhere. He's more efficient. He's just a better basketball player. So he's more valuable. Now you said you're starting to guess or second guess his mental fortitude. Yes, this a is lot. What I'm not understanding about the ver- this. Look, I can understand if you question his sensitivity. I can understand if you question, um, you know, some of the bitchassness or whatever. Huh? But you're you're comparing him versus James Harden, a guy that literally shit on himself in fucking Game Six of the Western Conference Final versus a guy who fucking stuffed the 30 footer in LeBron's face two years consecutively in the the same spot. While he was on a team that won 72 games without him. Like he he went to a loaded spot. A fucking 30 footer in LeBron's face and think it's easy. This is the the thing. This is the thing that one of them was on the road. Whatever mental were on the road. Whatever mental toughness that LeBron has that had him beat the Warriors in 2016 by his damn self, I don't think Kevin Durant has any of that. I just don't feel like he's mentally tough. I feel like when it comes down to crunch time and he got to get in there with them dogs, he's just not mentally tough enough. My nigga, you just came back from a year where you was just off. Why are you sitting here arguing with analysts about what they're saying about you? That makes me question what's going on up here because it's not winning. You talking to analysts. Who cares too much about what people think? What I don't understand is why are you acting like when he was playing, he wasn't a 26, seven and seven guy. What the this fuck? This year. No, 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 this no, no. Year. That has nothing. This that has... year, he was headed towards a 90, 50, 40 season. What are but you talking about? Because, be, okay. you're just saying, can he just score the basketball? Yes. Can he play? Yes. That's not what I'm talking about. Because none of that shit matters. And this is going to end up in the playoffs and then maybe the finals. And when he comes down there and he got to get in there with other mentally tough niggas, he's going to fold because no, but, it's but, December. But, but, but what evidence do you have of that? But here's the thing. This because is, he makes burner accounts and he just thinks too much about what people oh, think about. That's what I said. Sensitivity on the court doesn't translate to sensitivity on the court. If you can stop the 30 footer in LeBron's face two years consecutively in the finals, you have the mental fortitude to do some great things. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's let's look at the context here. Because though I don't think you understand that you're actually making an an anti-argument against James Harden, not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the only one who's been to the finals. James Harden hasn't performed well in the playoffs overall. Kevin Durant has every time. And 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 then went and won a chip. So you say when he's out there with those dogs, it's like, wait a minute. He was out there with Steph and with Draymond and with Clay, them dogs. And he was the one who made the shot. So this but is when what James I'm going to Harden, ask. 
When James Harden needed to come through for his team, they went one for 21 or something like that. And he was partially responsible for the worst three-point shooting meltdown in the NBA history. This is what I'm saying. So let's just keep that. Okay, let's keep our eye on the ball here for two seconds. Let's just, let's, let's keep it to what the point I'm trying to make. They are going to, let's just say they're going to end up in the finals, right? In a, in a tough game. You have James Harden, you have Kevin Durant, you have Kyrie Irving. Who on that team do you trust to get you out of some shit and get you a chip? Kevin Durant. I know you don't trust, one. I know you don't trust KD over Kyrie or James Harden. I do. I, I, the argument I for absolutely Kyrie, trust the, KD over Kyrie and no, James Harden. No, no, he'll melt down. He always does. No, when he it comes, doesn't. Nigga. Are you talking we, about we, off the court or on the court? On Are you the talking court. about burner accounts? He, nigga, you, you do give me an example. Let me okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you the, the playoffs. Let, let me tell you the mental the, the the mental shit that I question about him, nigga. You were on a team with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, and you had the damn Warriors down three to one way back in the day, and you lost. Instead of just looking at it like nigga, we gotta get back and go get in their ass. You left. And you went to join them. That so makes me question your mental. Why are you it's suggesting all- that he's the same player he was nine years ago? I'm not saying that he's the same player. I'm saying his mental hasn't changed because he's still arguing. Because he's still arguing with people in December about but shit that ain't got nothing. Proven different results in the finals already. But that's right, my so point. You're when missing you know, the so point of what I'm questioning stages, about. Even him. when they were down two-one against the Rockets, or even when they had adversities against the Clippers, or right. even in the finals. Okay. He has showed up and performed. Well, so but let's talk about is, let's let's talk I'm about concerned it too, about his injuries. I'm, I'm not concerned about what, who I, he is I, when I, he's on the court. I think his leg will be fine. The only part of his body I'm worried about is his brain because I don't think he makes no, the right decisions but, when it matters. But though he he went to Golden State and people crucified him for it. Right. And so, he immediately turned around and won two chips in a row. But, but this is but this is this is what I'm saying. Triune just said, what makes you think he's the same player from six years ago? And the thing that I'm saying, the thing that's making me question his mental is what he was doing in December of last year, arguing with somebody about something that has nothing to do with, can you win this fucking chip? That's a whole different argument. I don't even want to, I don't even want to go there. All right, moving on, moving on to something related. Is the Golden State Dynasty officially over? Golden State is a jeopardy of making the playoffs. Right. Um, Clay is obviously not returning on a white horse this year. And um, Steph looks fucking frustrated. So we'll start with you, Doughboy. That whole shit is over. And I, as, a, as a nigga that grew up in Sacramento and had to see all these new ass Golden State Warrior fans come out the fucking woodwork over the past few years, this is just poetic justice. Yeah, that shit is over. And I even think if Clay comes back, it's still Israel. I feel like they'll be better, but not that much better. I don't feel like they're like, ooh, serious. We got to watch out for them better. And I really think that Steph is looking at other spots because he's like, nigga, this is this, like, like, you got to think if, if, if when, when Clay comes back, he's coming off of two major ass injuries, two years in a row. So we don't know what he's going to look like. Hopefully he'll be great, but nobody knows. And you see what they are without him. Them, they just get beat by like 50 fucking points. That shit is way over. All that dynasty shit is out the window. And if Steph was smart, he would get the fuck out of there as quick as possible. Because that shit is burning and going down fast. EQ. 
Yeah, man, it's over. Uh, <laughs> that that yeah, it's it sucks to say, because the Splash Brothers, man, like watching that era of basketball is something I'll never forget. Like that, them two next to each other, you know, Draymond is Draymond, man. But watching Steph and Clay play basketball, bro, was just, it was just something else, bro. Watching them move without the ball, how they just brought back this era of basketball where it's just people are moving again. Cause it got to a point where a lot of basketball was stop and slow it down and kind of go inside and out. And then they just kind of reinvigorated the league. So it's sad for me to say, but the unfortunate truth is that, you know, the new reports are coming out. Clay Thompson may not be ready for the start of next season. So now you got to think about a month or two into the 2022 or 2021-2022 season. Um, Steph is only under contract for one more year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. You think that Golden State is going to let him walk out the door for nothing? I mean, that that's not happening. And honestly, with watching how – uh, you know, some of the things that Draymond has said in recent history, saying that he's the best defensive player of all time. Steve Kerr's frustrated. You know, they've been getting blown out. They are not playing good basketball. Steph, Steph is the only one who's hooping and he needs help. Um, I, I don't see this lasting much longer. Um, I think you're going to start hearing things about Steph wanting to be traded uh, going into next year. I think Draymond is going to be out, um, you know, one way or the other. Uh, and Clay Thompson may never be Clay Thompson again, which sucks. I hope that he comes back and he performs well, but um, I don't think that this assimilation of the Warriors and what we've gotten to know with them is 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 happening anymore. And it's it's sad to see, but it's 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 what's happening, you know. So I disagree with most of what you guys said. <laughs> um, That's okay. Yeah. Which, 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 which he sat there quiet and shit. Like, yeah, I don't agree. So with look, you. so look. You guys have validity in what you say. I'm not saying that you guys are off the wall or you're fucking having a, a dope boy take. I am saying I am saying that I do see a future, a potential future that's brighter and more possibilities than you guys do. And I'll tell you why. Steph Curry happens to be my favorite player. Yes, I'm a diehard Laker Mine fan. Too. However, I do watch a lot of Warriors games because of the fact that Steph Curry is my favorite player. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't see is them brewing and building another dynasty. And I'll tell you how it's going to happen. Oh. Clay is an essential piece of this. And I, the part that I agree with you guys on is Steph looking. I think if Clay is not who Clay was, or he's not even 90% of that, I think then this will be Steph's last year. But it has to be proven next year. I think what you guys are not seeing is you're not seeing guys like Kent Bazemore turning turning into the new Iguodala. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing Pascal oh, turning into the new Draymond. You're not thinking about a second year James Weissman. This is a fucking 7-3, wingspan big man who has the ability to step out, shoot threes, has a decent handle, and has a big body. He's 260 fucking pounds. These are the things that you're not seeing. And you're seeing a more mature Steph who's not taking the wild shots that he was taking in 2015. He's not turning the ball over carelessly like he did in 2017 and 2018. He's actually playing a really good brand of basketball that can mesh just about into any system. So you're seeing that as well as they have a bunch of other factors that are just going to continue to grow in their roles. So let's look at um, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is a fucking 20.5 rebound guy. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah, that's not a good... All that shit is still getting them smoked listen, by 50. 
I don't care if it's getting smoked by fish. Where they're suffering is in the development of defense on the wings. So if Clay comes back and he's a formidable defender and you have a second year of Andrew Wiggins really buying into the defensive end of the ball, then you can cover up Steph's mistakes and you got a 7-3 fucking monster on his second season that's playing that's playing at this level that can clean up everything. I don't think you guys are seeing that and I'm watching these games and I'm thinking no, I mean- here these guys could potentially not be a contender, but they could potentially put themselves in a position to where Steph is willing to commit long-term because he sees the potential in Clay, and Clay becomes who Clay was in year two, and at that point, that team's a contender. I think there's a lot of ifs for all that shit. Hey, we're talking talking reality. No, and I've seen all the things (laughs) that you're talking about. I mean, uh, you know, another player that you didn't – Mentioned um, that they had gotten was um, the boy oh, from the Suns. Name split, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Split my mind, but, yeah, but I forget you know, his name too. But yeah, you know who I'm talking about. But they they have some pieces that are working. I just I don't see how they can put it all together and maintain the culture that they've that they've brought here because a lot of that was based on the core of Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Steph is balling out of his mind, but getting frustrated. Clay is hurt and we've yet to see him back. And Draymond is not, is really struggling. He's not been producing uh, at all. I think he's averaging six points a game right now. And that's a real stat. So, you know, I mean, I know that a lot of what he does isn't on the stat sheet, but he's not contributing as much as he thinks. And, you know, for them to get blown out by 56 points by Toronto and then him say that he's the best defensive player all time. I mean, I just, I just, I I just, I see there are certain parts of that foundation that don't seem as solid anymore. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not saying that they, I'm I'm not saying that they're going to turn into the 2015 Warriors. What I am saying is that the upside is a lot higher than people are giving them credit. And I think Steph is holding out to see what's going to happen. So you think there is potentially another dynasty being built? Yes. And I also want to put this on you guys' radar as well. Right. So next year, next year, there are players there to Kelly Oubre. Yes. There are two players that are, that are going to be heading towards unrestricted free agency, Steph Curry, and it's Kawhi Leonard. Don't be so surprised if you hear Kawhi go to 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 Golden State. That Don't be surprised. Really now that now if that happens, and God, and as well, and like as it. well, it could work in a sign and trade too because they have Wiggins, they have Ubre, they have the pieces. Shit. So don't don't be so surprised. The Warriors, that's one thing that the GM up there did. He's smart. He, he is made smart. sure that he kept assets in case anything nice on the market came out there. Mm. So if anything comes out, there's a disgruntled player, da 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 Yeah, Bob Meyer. Any disgruntled players, guys heading towards restricted or unrestricted free agency and teams just want to get some value back, the Warriors have value. And trust me, a Kawhi Leonard for Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, and fucking Pascal trade, somebody will take that. Somebody will take that. So just keep that in your radar. Okay. So okay. we're going to get into this segment, solid or tripping. Was the NBA solid or tripping for finding KD? EQ. They're solid. 
They 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 had to. Um, I mean, you know, I'm glad that it seems like um, you know, that both sides have kind of just like, you know, one gave handed the punishment down, one took it and you know, and that's just kind of what's going on and people can move forward. Um, you know, the question is in the, is the NBA solid or tripping? I think that they're solid for having to find him. Uh, they had to do something. Uh, obviously, it was right in line with what they did with Myers Leonard, who two weeks or a few weeks ago used the racial slur on a Twitch. So I'm glad to see that there's some consistency. It's not like we get a lot of that when you watch the NFL, you know, a la Ray Rice and other issues. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, uh, I think that they did what they had to do. They had to find him. Oh, boy. I couldn't disagree more. Nah, they they tripping. Now, um, this was a this was a conversation between between two grown ass men. It had nothing to do with work. That was um, made public. And, huh? But but that that wasn't he didn't do it. The other guy did. So you're saying that any conversation that he has with anybody that is made public, he has to pay fifty thousand dollars. That doesn't even make any sense. Like the yeah, I don't like what Kevin was said Durant. in it. I don't like what was said in it. And I don't like how KD was talking so tough, but I've already talked about that. But that's not the point here. The point is that was just a grown conversation between two grown men. That's so no, he should not have been. If it like he, I don't think he should have been dinged at all for that. If anything, if anybody should have been penalized, it should have been Michael Rappaport because why the fuck did you make that shit public? Like if you got a problem with that man about what that man said, go find that man, go have a conversation with that man, handle your business. Don't go on TV. Like man, look what he said to me. Like that was weaker than him threatening you in your own DM. So no, nah, I think the NBA was tripping for that. Look, Michael Rappaport is a bitch for what he did. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, but facts. the NBA finding KD was solid, and I'll tell you why. How? In their contracted states, if you have any behavior that is detrimental to the league or its brand, that is called a code of conduct violation. So and a private conversation. It. It, it, if it any behavior if it that is detrimental bro, to the league or its brand is a code of conduct violation. Any behavior, private or public. Look at Donald Sterling. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one. Everyone right. that was riding for Don, riding against Donald Sterling, saying "Get his racist ass out of here." Well, this is the same shit. Oh, it right. just wasn't audio, and his fine might have been a hundred thousand if audio would have came out. Just keeping it a hundred. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah, just 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 keeping it a hundred. Um. So I have a couple of curveballs for y'all. Oh, okay. Mm. EQ. Mm. If James Brown was a ball player, who would he be? Mm. Mm. If James Brown was a ball player, he'd be Wilt Chamberlain. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 nice, yeah. Nice. Mean yeah, I... in the paint. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> About his business. Don't fuck with him. Solid Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. All right, Doughboy. Yes, sir. It's gonna be hard to top. Shit, that was great. <laughs> if Serena Williams was an MC, who would she be? If Serena Williams was an MC, <laughs> I'd have to give her Kendrick Lamar. Hmm, why? I give her Kendrick. I was thinking That's, female MCs. Oh, it's a female MCs? I got, I got <laughs> I was thinking up. like, should I pick a female? No, 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 no. She can be whoever. It's, if it's okay. No, I think it makes more sense if it's a female MC. 
Oh, or not? Wait, oh, I don't see. I don't want to get canceled. Okay, here we go. Okay. I don't know. He's an all-time great athlete. Okay, come on, man. I would say, yeah, I would say, okay. I would say Kendrick. I would keep it at Kendrick. And right. why? Okay. Because Kendrick is just wildly consistent, and she is just wildly consistent. Kiss like Kendrick never really misses. Like you know, what I'm saying he comes. He's not like everybody's cup of tea, but he's wildly consistent. Just like Serena is, she's been dominant for so long. Just like you know, um, Kendrick is. So I would definitely give her the Kendrick nod if she was an MC. That's what's up. Bet. All right, that has been worst take, fellas. Introduce yourselves. Man, I've been your boy Dominique Wilkins. You know I got that tomahawk on me. Holla at your boy. Damn, these these outros gotta get better. Shit. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what it is. My name is EQ. We love y'all. Subscribe, comment, like, all that. You know what it is. We out of here. I have been Triune. It's a pleasure doing this. Worst take, subscribe, like, comment, all that good shit. We'll see y'all later this week. You heard? Thanks. Yeah.